This is InfoTrack, the weekly show with information you should know. Here's what's happening on this week's show. The founder of a national nonprofit organization says child trafficking is now the second largest criminal activity worldwide behind illegal drug sales. She has facts you need to know to keep your family safe. You can't give one demographic anymore. It's across the board. It's a $32 billion industry, and it's growing. Then, are you thinking of a career change? Finding a new job in a different field can be a challenge. A career expert shares tips and advice. More and more people want to do different things, and they're qualified to do them, but because of these hiring systems and processes, they're not getting in front of the hiring managers to have a fair shot. Those two stories and more are straight ahead on this week's show. InfoTrack begins right after this. InfoTrack, the weekly show with information you should know. Here's your host, Chris Whitting. According to one expert, child trafficking has become a major criminal activity worldwide. How are victims targeted, and how can you protect your family? With the story, here's InfoTrack's Gina Tedesco. Gina? Thanks, Chris. Human trafficking is now a big problem in the United States. The FBI says people are being bought, sold, and smuggled like modern-day slaves. They're often beaten, starved, and forced to work as prostitutes or take jobs as migrant, domestic, restaurant, or factory workers with little or no pay. But there are groups that help victims, such as the nonprofit Deborah's Voice. Its founder, Pastor Diane Mullins, joins us now. Pastor, you say that forced child prostitution is now the second most profitable criminal activity. How young are some of these victims? Oh, young children up to adults. As a matter of fact, around the world, there are 27 million children and adults that are now in slavery. So it starts very young. And what types of children, like a demographic or adults, are vulnerable to human trafficking? It used to be that you could put a boundary on that or a description, but it's everywhere. I have a friend whose name is Dr. Marlene Carson. Her whole life is about rescue. She was kidnapped at 15 years old and was in this trafficking for 15 years until she escaped. And she was from Columbus, Ohio, still lives there in a subdivision and some people had moved in a couple had moved in and began to build a relationship with her and even her parents so you can't give one demographic anymore it's across the board and it could be in your neighborhood absolutely and probably is and that's why we have to be so vigilant and watchful and you tell us that traffickers snatch their victims in popular gathering spots it's not just the kind of thing where it's a dark corner or something like that Oh, yeah. It can be at a sports event. It can happen when a person is walking down the street, a young person or something can be snatched. But a lot of times now there's a relationship that's built or they appeal to the vulnerable area of the victim that they're going to end up taking and putting into trafficking. So they can plan it out and it can take a while. And then one day they will take the child or the woman into human trafficking. But they're vigilant in it. It's a $32 billion industry, and it's growing. These traffickers are very clever and cunning. They know how to probably detect what the child is perhaps missing in his or her life. 
Exactly. They talk to them. They find the vulnerable place, the place where they're hurting, and they begin to appeal to that area as a friend, as someone who wants to take care of them, give them a better life. And it happens. It happens all the time. And it's in every walk of life, no matter from the very wealthy to those that don't have as much, it happens. Are the traffickers mostly just individuals who get off on exploiting other people, or are they more organized? It's very organized. I mean, there are some who may be individual, but this is an organized crime. There's so much money in it. It's layers of people. In terms of fighting the problem, former President Carter, whose Carter Center has been a big leader on this issue, supports the so-called Nordic model, and that calls for prosecuting sex buyers. Do you support that idea? Do you think that would work? I think that would be great. The buyer is just as guilty as the one who holds them. I would support that. We're visiting with Pastor Diane Mullins, founder of Deborah's Voice, which works to help those who have been victimized by human trafficking, a growing problem. Pastor, victims are often out in the open. They're not necessarily locked in a basement somewhere, but several things stop them from coming forward. A lot of things stop them. They're afraid. They don't want to tell what's going on because a lot of them have been in this for years. They've been enslaved for years. They lose their own voice. They lose their identity. They are victims to forced prostitution. And they're afraid if they speak the truth, even after years of enslavement, that something bad still will happen to them and that there'll be no way out. And so at least some of the way of thinking is, well, they have a roof over their head and they're afraid to risk telling anyone about it. I was in a a rally. Deborah's voice is a foundation thousands and thousands of ladies across the nation and we're a nonprofit Christian movement and we'll be meeting September 29th in Washington on the mall so we're having rallies all around the nation we have been for a year I was in Berea Kentucky in a rally very large rally and a lady there in her mid-30s had been sold by a caretaker into a home where it was a married couple and the man used her for his enjoyment for years and years and she was afraid to tell anybody because she didn't know what would happen to her and would anybody believe her and that's what they deal with so how do victims actually break out of the slavery the only way to escape this trap and that really to heal is to find somebody that they can be open with and they can open up to and share what's going on because it's such a burden that they carry. And this evil has become epidemic. If you're a victim and you're listening to this today anywhere, there are programs and there are people who want to help you. You can go online to deborahsvoice.net and get in touch with us. And wherever you are, we can send you to a place where you can get help. But the main thing about this is they have to be willing to go get help. And that's hard for them to do that. But we will help them if they'll go to deborahsvoice.net and there's an email there and there's also a phone number that they can call and they can get that information on our website. So a victim reclaiming his or her life might need practical services like counseling or education service, things like that. But it seems that your organization helps heal the ego structure, can we say, making the victim feel valued? Exactly. They have to have an identity. We want to work to give them identity, to bring them healing. The greatest healing is the inside. 
Because, see, they don't have an identity any longer. They feel used and abused. And they have to be healed from the inside out. And it's a process, and it takes a while, but it can be done with God because my husband and I pastor, and I'm a Christian, so I believe that he will help us and give the right support group and help them to receive an identity and then also help them to be trained, to be able to get a job, to move back into society and, you know, become who they're supposed to be. That website again, Deborah'sVoice.net. Pastor Diane Mullins, founder of Deborah's Voice, thank you so much for joining us today. Thank you, Gina. For InfoTrack, I'm Gina Tedesco. Next, thinking of a career change? We've got advice you need coming up. You're listening to InfoTrack. More after this. 